You're listening to Clean Beauty Scene, Episode 64, Why Women Gain Weight During Menopause and What You Can Do About It, with holistic health coach and founder of Ascend Fitness and Lifestyle, Tanya Shaw. Welcome to Clean Beauty Scene, the podcast for clean beauty, eco-friendly living, and wellness. I'm your host, Kelly Bonanno, eco-wellness coach and mom to two teenage boys. If you want a green beauty routine but find clean beauty and eco-living overwhelming and confusing, I get it. I've been there. So join me each week as we clear the confusion and cover all the latest to help you go green without giving up glamour or going eco-free-go. Now talk clean to me, baby. Hello, Savvy Beauties. Welcome to Clean Beauty Scene. I am so happy to have you here today because I know many of you beautiful listeners of mine, you savvy beauties, are over 40 and you are dealing with perimenopause and menopause. And I feel you. I get you. Me too. I'm right there with you. So today's episode is so important and we haven't really kind of tackled this this topic in depth on the podcast yet. So I'm really happy to, uh, to have Tanya Shaw and she... Really, her specialty is helping women over 50 because the truth is, yes, there are certain things that happen as we age, but you do not have to succumb to the aches and pains and weight gain and all the other miserable symptoms that come along with with menopause and perimenopause. You know, perimenopause is no picnic either. So this is going to be a great episode to just not just explain some stuff to you, but really to help you get come away from this episode with tips and tools to to help you and what you can do about it. Because you know I'm all about giving you actionable steps on each episode. This is not just for fluff and entertainment. I want to help you guys live healthy and feel great and look your best and really be the best version of yourselves. Which brings me to a little announcement I have, which I am so excited. Registration is open for my next health summit. Lose 10 pounds by summer. It's virtual. So it's online, you can watch from the comfort of your own home, and it is completely free. I have over 20 amazing speakers. We are focusing on, yes, helping you lose weight, but also lose it permanently to keep it off. We are going to give you tools, tips, and strategies and methods to lose the weight. But this is not about quick fixes and fads. It is to help you have a healthy relationship with food and to create a lifestyle because if you've listened to this podcast or you have been in my community, you know I, my, I'm i on a mission to, to help you women break free from dieting. I don't believe being on or off a diet. There is no good or bad food. There are so many things that you can be doing to enjoy food, enjoy your life, and still be a weight that you want and be comfortable and fit into the clothes that you want to wear. This is what I hear from a lot of women. So I have created this summit to do exactly that. So if you have, you know, been on the diet roller coaster and lost and gained the same 10, 15 or more pounds year after year, or, you know, you gained some weight from the pandemic, or you're having these perimenopausal and menopausal weight gain and weight loss resistance, this summit is going to help you tremendously. I I'm so excited. I literally, I'm humbled by the amazing speakers we have. I have over 20 speakers and each topic is just so, so helpful and really going to help you because there's so much that goes into to losing weight. It's so not about calories in, calories out. And yes, food and nutrition and what we're eating and how much we're eating and when we're eating plays a role. But And there's so many things that 
have nothing to do with food that are causing your weight gain, your weight loss resistance. So you are going to learn all about that. So the link will be in the show notes. It's kellybanano.com slash summit. Oh, my last name, a little tricky to spell, B-O-N-A-N-N-O. So kellybanano.com slash summit. But of course, go to the link in the show notes and it'll take you right there so you can sign up. So excited and I hope to see you there. And it is live, but if you can't make all the you know sessions live, don't worry, you will you'll get a replay, so sign up anyway. And now I am pleased to bring you this fabulous episode. My guest is Tanya Shaw. She is a sought-after life and well weight loss coach, host of the Fit and Vibrant You podcast, which I've been a guest on, founder of Ascend Fitness and Lifestyle, a holistic health coaching studio in Chilliwack. British Columbia, and Fit and uh, Vibrant Over 40. Tanya has built a credible reputation for helping thousands of women to get their happy, healthy weight permanently and naturally, and without the obsession so they can live their life. Tanya and her husband, Keith, and their son, Jacob, that's my, that was my dad's name, love that name, <laughs> live in Chilliwack, British Columbia, about an hour outside of Vancouver, Coover, Canada. She loves being active outdoors, such as running, hiking, paddleboarding, mountain biking, and camping. And she also loves a good cup of coffee and a glass of red wine. No wonder I like her so much. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. Coffee, coffee in the morning. I love it. Wine on the weekend. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. All that other health stuff is great, but you know, <laughs> that's it. Well, welcome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. And you're right. I think it's a really good topic. I'm excited to dive into some of the reasons why women struggle with their weight around menopause and, but more importantly, what to do about it because you don't want to identify all the problems and, and we want to do something about it. So right. I'm happy to be talking about that today. This is your life. Sorry. Now go deal. Yeah. And also perimenopause people, I think it kind of creeps up. And I think is in, do you find this too, that people don't really always equate it like something funky's going on and they don't always think, Oh, this is, this is perimenopause. This is menopause. Yeah. So what if, um, maybe let's start there with what are some of the kind of telltale symptoms that, that this is happening to your body and yeah, the same things that worked in your twenties and thirties are not going to work now. And, you know, these are new, new changes that, that we're facing and dealing with, but can be dealt with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're right about not knowing or not always knowing that it's happening because quite often you get caught up with life and you are focusing on your work and your kids and everything like that. And then you realize that what worked in, in the past, especially for your health and your wellness, isn't working anymore. And I want to back up and say that most of the women I work with in from a coaching perspective have been struggling with weight their entire life. So it's not just when they're like, all of a sudden, like they turn 50 or 40 and they're like, and, and then it, it, it's actually, they've been struggling with the diet cycle. They've been on diets and off diets. And now though, that they realize that what they did in the past to get the weight off doesn't work quite as well anymore. And plus there's lots of other things. There's like lack of sleep. There's sometimes low energy, low libido. They're just knowing that things are not quite the way they used to be. And when I, uh, when we, when we work together, it's just really important to acknowledge that and just recognize that the body is changing and you're going to change. It's going to change. Like, that's a good thing. <laughs> like it's supposed to, but that there is so much you can do about it. And you can't treat your body like you did when you were 20 or 30 or your teenage years or even 40, um, as you get into your forties, fifties, sixties and beyond, and to do things a little bit differently. 
So like I said, most of the women I work with, um, like we do specifically, mostly work on a lot of the mindset, a lot of the getting off the diet cycle, being consistent, but then also doing the things that are going to be more effective for this stage of your life. Because like I said, doing the same thing over and over again, like you did before the crash dieting or the um, whatever you were doing, the intense workouts, um, you're not going to get the same results anymore. And I think when you notice that your body is changing, one really, really important mindset shift, and this comes from an actual hormonal perspective, but also um, like a relationship with self perspective is to know that your body is doing the best she can for you. Because so often these changes come from this place of like, oh my gosh, like this is, I'm gaining belly fat all of a sudden, you know, my, my, um, I'm getting this, like the spread around the midsection or my energy level's not up and you almost resent your body for changing. And you almost, you hate your body, you fight your body and know that all of the changes are happening is because your body is actually doing the best she can for you. And she is hardwired for survival. And so some of these changes that are happening is because she actually wants you to survive. She doesn't prioritize weight loss because this is the first time ever really in her whole, like our whole being human beings that human beings have been around that we've actually haven't thought about weight loss or need to, to do anything about weight loss. So it's not the body's priority to say, hey, let's get you a size six because that's going to be really important for evolution. No, like we want you to keep you alive and safe. And so coming from that, it just alleviates a lot of the stress that so many women uh, can, can have when their body's now changing and they don't, they don't really like it anymore. So coming from that perspective is really important as you start to make the changes. And then also that belief process, because quite often we're told like, well, now that I'm 40, it's just really hard to lose weight. Or now that I'm 50, like, you know, <laughs> I, I'll never get to be fit and healthy and vibrant anymore. Like it's gone. Um, believe that you can, because you can't. Like there are so many examples of women who are thriving through their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Yeah. And you exactly. can too. It's just that you got to sometimes do things a little bit different. You got to honor and respect your body. You got to res- still know that your body is changing. It's not going to be exactly what it was before, but do, there are things you can do to, um, to work with her. Absolutely. I think that's such a good point is acceptance because it, it, fighting it makes it, makes it harder. And, you know, so, and also I think it helps to understand what's going on and, and you're not enough doctors really help. They just kind of here, have this medication, have this, have that. And that's why I love with, you know, as a health coach, you can really help women if they understand what's going on with their body and why, like, why would somebody who generally has a flat stomach all of a sudden be dealing with belly fat just because you know, they're entering those, those menopausal years. Oh, such a good question. Let's <laughs> dive right in. Yeah. It comes down to hormones. And here's what happens is that when you are younger, you're like your ovaries are producing estrogen and progesterone as they, as they do. And when you are going through menopause or you're starting to go through menopause, that starts to decline. Um, and the body has this lovely little sort of back pocket, um, you know, way for you to keep producing those sex hormones as you go through menopause and that's your adrenals. So your adrenals are supposed to produce a little bit of estrogen, um, in low doses and not quite as much as your over as your ovaries were. But the problem is, is that our adrenals are quite often quite taxed. And so it doesn't just happen through menopause. 
It happens in your 20s, 30s, and 40s when you're building your career. You're a sandwich, you're now you're in the sandwich generation. You have teenagers, you have aging parents. Um, maybe you're starting to be stressed because you're like, okay, you know, you've been living this life and you're like, now what for myself? Like now I'm you know, there's lots of things that come up. Um, or we're perfectionists. Um, we're this like go, go, go type person. And sometimes we, we say we thrive in the stress, but our body doesn't thrive in the stress. And we're mean to ourselves. We're hard on ourselves. That's a big one too. We don't really talk yes. about, you talk about stress in terms of like traffic and, you know, things like that. But the fact that most women are just so mean to themselves, like that's an ongoing stress all the time. Over-exercising is a stress. We think that, oh, if I yes. get more calories, I'm going to lose the weight. Um, it doesn't work that way. And so instead of the adrenals producing some of the estrogen, now it's prioritizing producing cortisol because from an evolutionary perspective, there is no, like the body's not going to prioritize um, reproduction or metabolism. It's going to prioritize stress management or escaping from that, you know, that, that big fire or the saber tooth the saber tooth tiger, that's more of a survival mechanism. And so um, when you have belly fat, especially um, fat is not an inert tissue. It actually, um, it, it, it stores uh, estrogen, estrogen there as well. And so your body is like, well, let's just hang on to this because I'm not able to produce it elsewhere. And so generally, if not always, um, when you have that midsection, there is something to do with your hormones, um, specifically your cortisol, your, um, your estrogen levels, your thyroid hormones that all are needing a little bit of work to do. Yes. And this is why this brings me, this really is why one of the reasons I'm such a big proponent of reducing toxic load that we talked about on your podcast, mm -hmm. because these, these hormone disruptors, these endocrine disruptors, they mimic estrogen. So they make your body think it's producing more. So it's exacerbating your natural, your body's natural estrogen surges. So it's compounding. So that's just a little... Make a little mental note if you're listening. Make a little bit note. Yeah. Reduce your toxic load. <laughs> well, it all comes down to the whole lifestyle, right? Like, um, and and when it comes to perimenopause and menopause, there are lots of women who need like extra help, way beyond the like they need to go see their doctor or their naturopath or their functional medicine doctor because there's things that are going on, or they have a food intolerance, or they have they need help, or they need um hormone therapy, like they need something else. But all of that is completely futile unless you work on the foundations first. Yes. And that is stress management. And that's also the other part is blood sugar regulation. That's a huge one because blood sugar regulation is a big cause of a lot of our cortisol spikes and our stress in our stress response. And what happens is that when we eat usually like a high carbohydrate or a high sugary type um, foods or coffee can do it to you as too, if you're not eating something else with it. And, and there's no specific guideline of like exactly how much carbs you can have or, you know, that sort of thing, because it depends on you. It depends on your carb tolerance, depends on lots of different things, but your uh, blood sugar levels are going to spike and then insulin is going to come in and insulin is going to, um, you know, come in with like, it's going to, a lot of it's going to pour into your body to bring that blood sugar levels um, back down again. And then it drops too low because it's overdoing it. Mm -hmm. And then you're, um, you have a hormone called glucagon, which is released from the pancreas. That's there to raise blood sugar levels back up again. But there's also, that's what cortisol is going to do too. So cortisol is also going to be there to raise blood sugar levels back up again. 
and that's its job. So every time you do that, you have this stress response, you have this, this, this spike, which is going to take your body away from producing some of those sex hormones that's over, that, that, you, that you're going to want. But it's also then turning your body into like releasing blood sugar so that you're not, um, you're not as able to uh, burn fat for fuel either. So it's a really uh, two of the bigger things. And no matter what like you do, no matter who you see to balance your hormones or, or your hormones to work on all that, work on those foundations first, balance your blood sugar levels, start to reduce stress in your body and everything else you do. Um, if a, you might not need to do it, but if you do, it's going to be so much more helpful. Absolutely. That is such a good point is start. And because also when you go to the doctor, he, she probably, some may probably won't even talk to you about that. They might say, I'll work on stress. They might say, work on your nutrition. Well, what does that mean? Like, Oh, I know. Okay, I'm going to eat some more, you know, greens or what it really, and that's such a good point. I love how you explain that is it's, it's those insulin spikes. It's balancing the blood sugar levels. You do that. Then that's how our bodies use fat for fuel. Exactly. And, and how, so, so that's how we lose weight and that weight loss resistance, because those spikes cause, you know, is another thing that causes the weight loss resistance. Plus this is so beautiful when, you know, these midlife years, one of the things that women say, I'm sure a lot of women who come to you say they're lacking energy. They don't have enough energy or they get that mm-hmm. energy slump. Well, when we're burning fat, like our body's fat gives us good energy. So it's the best source of energy. So, I mean, many sources, but yeah, so I, I love that. I think you guys listening, if, if you take nothing away, just balancing your blood sugars, managing that, and you will notice the difference and yes, doing those foundational things. And if you need to take it, take it further then then fine. But I'm sure there's some people that don't do that. And then they go and they get these hormones that maybe they don't even need. Mm-hmm. It, or it doesn't really serve you as it, as it could. And, and you deserve yeah. to feel good. You, you deserve to feel energetic and, yes. and vibrant and healthy and everything. And right. And the, and the great thing, a lot of these things that we're going to do too, are not huge change, massive changes. It's yeah. not like you're overhauling everything, but there's some small certain steps that you can take that make a big difference. And you said there about energy, Kelly, and I think that's so important because we all say we want more energy. And when you start to feel the results from eating in a certain way where your blood sugar levels are balanced, you feel like you're not hangry. You're not, you know, that desperate to eat all the time. You're not thinking about food all the time. You are just, you have this level energy. Your, your mood is a lot better. It's so, it's so worth it. And the great thing too, about that, I mean, weight loss can take a little bit more time, but your energy piece, like that can come really fast. Like as soon as you start to eat more whole foods or you start to eat in a way that your blood sugar levels are balanced, um, a lot of that really comes back, which is huge. And I do uh, want to talk a bit more about like, what that looks like and actually like, what does that mean yes. and how do we do it? Um, but I also just want to back up to stress a little bit too, because I said in the beginning, like we often think that stress is a, you know, the, the traffic and the, the deadlines at work and the angry teenagers or whatever it is, but <laughs> just to really dive into the, st- like, and you talked about the toxic load too, and that, that can create stress on the body as well. Um, blood sugar I talked about, but a lot of like excessive worrying, um, perfectionism, uh, feeling like you're not enough. Like those are all um, aspects of stress as well. And not only does the actual stress response, the physical stress response, 
it not only is that counterproductive for weight loss, but not only does that disrupt your hormones, but a lot of people respond to stress by eating. And that's another big thing too. Like you are feeling stressed out. You go to the, you know, the, the sweets or the carbs or whatever it is, because that is going to distract you for the moment out of, um, out of that stress feeling. So I think that's really important as well. Very important. And, and I think you're right. I think people don't realize they, they think that the exterior stressors, but what's going on. And I know you work a lot on mindset and, you know, that's why self-love is not just like, Ooh, let's be hippie. I know. <laughs> it's so important. That's been a hard lesson for me, but wow, that's a game changer big time. Yeah. And in that, that mean girl, the mean girl inside of us. And, and, and it's, it's, you're not even conscious of it. When you start bringing your awareness to it, uh, totally. You, whoa. What am I saying to myself? Yeah. I know. Like one I know my client. Yeah. Go ahead. As one of my clients said to me, <clears throat> I have to cough for a second here. She said, I never knew how much I hated myself until I started working with you. I'm like, wonderful. <laughs> but seriously, because we're not, we, we don't, are not even aware that we're speaking like that to ourselves and we would never speak like that to someone else. Exactly. And there's also a lot of, um, I have a couple blog posts and I have a podcast on this too. It takes a lot of courage to step up and to love yourself and to be kind to yourself because mm-hmm. it, there's no growth talking like right now we're talking about hormones and everything, but here we go. There is no growth in doing what you've always done. There's no growth in berating yourself and being the martyr and putting yourself down. It's like, it's like, that is the easy way out. We think we're, you know, putting everyone else first. We think that we're doing something noble because we're not being kind to ourselves. But like, no, that's like that's such a cop-out. If you want to show up fully for the world, for yourself, for other people, you got to get on your own side and self-love, self-acceptance, uh, self-respect, whatever you want to call it is one of the most courageous acts you can do because it's creating growth, it's creating change, it's doing something that's uncomfortable and it is so worth it. When I think of, um, you know, we often have this thing like, you know, I'll love myself when, and I know we say this uh, as lip service and you're like, you know, I'll be happy when I lose the weight, I'll love myself when I do that. Um, if not now, when? Like you're gonna think, you think you're gonna change the way that you talk to yourself when you're 20 pounds later or 50 pounds later, Or when you are, what, like when you get that promotion, like there will always be the next goal. There will always be one more pound to lose. There will always be the next goal post. If you don't start loving yourself and taking care of yourself now, like then when, like, cause there is no, there is no when, and then you get to the end of your life and you look back and like, well, that sucked. Like I should have done something a little bit different and you don't want to do that. So, so (laughs) no matter where you are right now, uh, step up, start taking care of yourself, rise up and it's like I said, one of the most courageous acts you can, you can, you can take. I mic drop, like I, you guys listening, if you take nothing else away, because the other thing is it, it facilitates every, it makes everything else easier. We get, you know, we attract what we are. We attract what we expect. And, And when you really think about that, if you're completely, you know, always saying, expecting the worst of yourself and the worst of what will happen. And then you're just attracting more of that. And yeah, even if you can work your way to getting to that next goal, then the next goal is going to be that much harder. It's, I love how you put that. Yes. It's, uh, it's really, and the thing is we really, I believe you can't really love someone else more than you love yourself and others can't love you more than you love yourself. And, and it's not selfish. It's not putting yourself first. It's, it creates a much better 
relationships with others too. Yeah. Well, I think what you said there was really important is like, A, it's not selfish, but it also doesn't necessarily mean you're right. It doesn't always mean that you're going to put yourself first. We often think that right. if I love myself, that means, well, I'm just going to take, it's like me first. It's like, no, it's just me too. It's like, it's yeah. like, and I'm going to take, cause we often have this like big black or white way of thinking and lots of different things, but same thing with self-love. It's like, we think that if I love myself, that means I'm going to put everyone else's needs below mine. And that's not always the case because we live in a, like an actual world where I have commitments. I have relationships. I have people that I care for. I have um, people who I am, you know, um, obligated. Yeah. Responsible. Responsible. Yeah. yeah. I I have that. It's not like I'm like, okay, uh, you know, to myself, like peace out. Mom's just going to go take care of herself. You don't like, no, it's not like that, but it's about um, being clear on what it looks like to carry yourself and also, and, and, and also scheduling yourself into that. And it, now we're talking about self-care, which is the thing super important, but it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be um, a pedicure every day, although that would be lovely too. <laughs> um, it could be, it could be moisturizing your hands and really taking a moment there. It could be going for a walk, um, reading a book for a few minutes, like lots of different things. That, so um, true. That's, uh, yeah. I always say self-care does not have to be an hour in the bubble bath. It, yeah. it, sometimes it, you, if you place those things that that's going to cause even more stress. Oh gosh, now I have to No, it's, it's little things that feed you throughout the day. Exactly. And that's then becomes more of a lifestyle, more of a habit. And, and you get better at setting boundaries and you get better at prioritizing that. And you have, start to have these non-negotiables with yourself where you're like, yeah, no, like no matter what, these are the things I'm going to do uh, to take care of myself because I feel so much better. Um, if you ever feel like you are, you know, not being selfish or whatever, it's not worth it. When I was, uh, a young, young mom, when I was still young, um, actually the other day I was at the dog park and this man said to me, he's like, he, he thought I was 25 and I thought he's like, there's no way you have a 12 year old. And I'm like, yes. So, so. <laughs> um, but when, when my son was little, I would work and I would give my uh, son to my mom to take care of while I, while I, um, I was coaching fitness at the time. And, sometimes after I finished my work, I would go to the gym for 20 minutes or 30 minutes. And then I had like the best workouts because I had so little time and I was just on it. And I often didn't tell her I was going to go do that because I wasn't sure if she would like be okay with the fact that she's babysitting while I'm doing something other than work or not. Um, And I think she would have, if I communicated it better, but I never actually felt guilty about it because I knew that if I didn't do this, I would not be a good parent, I would not be a good person. It's like, no one would ever say, Hey, Kelly, like you should feel guilty about taking your antidepressants because, um, you know, that's like, cause that's like, let's say that's self-care and, and your workouts, your self-care is, is like, it's for your mood. It's for your overall well-being. It's for your mental health. It's for and everything that workout else. made you better for your mom and your child. And your exactly. Home. So true. Exactly. So it's really just, um, yeah, we've got to just change that conversation with ourselves yeah. and, stop the whole like it's convenient like I said it's convenient to just follow the same things you've always done but not effective not effective if you want to feel good in your body and, and, and live a great life exactly that is so so true well this has been fantastic is there anything else you want to add I think I think our, our listeners have a lot to a lot to chew on just I know there's a lot there's a lot there um I guess the last thing I just want to mention is what because we didn't, we talked about blood sugar regulation, but just tie back to what that actually looks like. And yes. I know Kelly, you probably have lots of resources on this too, as you I, but blood sugar regulation is going to be different from person to person. And mm-hmm. simply 
if you focus your meals on having adequate protein and lots of fiber, you're going to do a great job there. Um, fat usually comes along for the ride. I don't, uh, you can be intentional with your fat, but usually fat just sort of like shows up in the firms because it's like you're right. frying an oil or um, if you're having animal proteins or I always put avocado and everything anyway, but um, so uh, protein and fiber is going to be huge for blood sugar regulation. And that's going to be, that's going to be massive. And then after your meals, you can kind of say like, you know, do, is my energy level, you know, is it good? Is it, am I dropping? Am I feeling tired after my meals? Am I feeling like re-energized? And that's a good idea to kind of figure out what sort of balance is going to be best for you. Okay. That is fantastic. And yeah, that's what it's just keep it simple. Protein, fiber, that healthy fiber, those, the, you know, the veggies, the good things like the low glycemic. Yeah. And you're right. Yeah. Fat does typically factor in. It's not something you have to. It comes along. Yeah. You can, yeah. you can definitely like, I sometimes think about that, think about where it's coming from a little bit, but usually it's just sort of, yeah. And make sure you don't have to be the fat, the healthy fat that's feeding yeah. your fat. Exactly. Yes. I don't do that intentional. It's just, it shows up, especially when you eat avocados. All righty. Okay. Now for our rapid fire session, <laughs> awesome. um, are you a dog person or a cat person? Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> if I could be both. I'll be both because I have a cat and she's sitting right there on my, oh. on my office chair. Oh man. She is like the best cat ever, but I also love dogs and I walk my neighbor's dog every single day um, oh. because I love him and they work and I walk my son to school. So we always take the dog and he's oh, great. Lovely. His name is, his name's Hauser. He's like such a fluffy, fluffy dog. I love him. So both, but, but if I had to choose one, it'd be cat. Yeah. And are you a morning person or a night person morning hundred <laughs> percent I knew you were gonna say that <laughs> yeah not, not a big question nine o'clock at nighttime anything beyond that it's like yeah, it's not good <laughs> checked out mm. that's good and if you could leave listeners with one little nugget like what was your something that really moved the needle for you and has just become your non-negotiable one thing that you just is my non-negotiable that really made such a difference in you your health journey I think it's Stephen Habit, uh, Stephen Covey's second habit or third habit, which is beginning with the end in mind. I think that was, it's not really a habit or a thing, but it's just like, it's, we often just get so caught up with the current, yeah. our current problems, but we don't think about like at the end of my life, what do I want to look back at? And that is the thing that that's that pivotal moment, that thing that I read that I, it, that really resonated with me that changed the entire trajectory of my my health, my habits, my coaching, everything is realizing like the cost of what I was doing and that changed everything. So begin with the end of the mind. If you're looking at your funeral or you're at your funeral and people are talking about you and talking about your legacy, like what are they saying about you? And start start, start doing that now. Oh, that's a that's a good one. It's deep, but it's good. Yeah, it's it powerful. is very deep. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 what you want people to say and what you want to look back on. Like, are you gonna look exactly back on- what you're really going to be is, is going to be important at that point. That's such a good point. Well, thank you so much. And where can people find you? Yeah. Well, if you're a podcast listener, which you probably are, and the Fit and Vibrant You podcast is probably one of the best places. I drop a new podcast every Monday and my blog, all that kind of good stuff is at tanyashaw.com, which is T-A-N-J-A dot, no, let me spell my name properly, dot com. And there I have a couple of freebies uh, for you as well on the site. Um, one right now is the three critical mistakes that most women over 15 make. 
and when trying to lose weight and what to do about it. And I have Facebook groups and all that kind of good stuff too, but the podcast and the website is a good place to start. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for being on the show and you guys. Be sure to register for the Lose 10 Pounds by Summer Summit. You are going to love what you learn. All of the speakers are going to be bringing you practical tips and you know methods and strategies to, to do it naturally. And like what we've been talking about here, because you know, there's no, there's no magic bullet. It is in, and, and there's so many things that we're, especially women or midwife women are doing that are sabotaging our weight loss goals. And, and we don't even realize it. So definitely sign up for that summit. If, if you would like to fit back into some of your favorite clothes, and if you haven't yet leave a rating and review for clean beauty scene, I would be most appreciative. Something new that I'd like to add to my episodes is a little segment that I call my must try list few of my favorite things. Each episode, I'd like to share with you one of my either clean beauty products or wellness products or something that I'm using or doing, method, tool, product that I absolutely love, you know, whether it be skincare or wellness or maybe even a food. So today, my, my first, first product that I want to share with you that I absolutely love is, it's hard to pick just one from the line, but the line is Lavanya Beauty. Their whole line is fantastic, but I absolutely love their their nourishing facial oil. You, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw it in my story the other day. It is the best face oil I have ever tried. It is absolutely phenomenal. And the line was started by, by two doctors, and they're married, and they're the nicest people. In fact, I'll put it, a link in the show notes. Dr. Alpa Patel, the finder, she was on my podcast last year, and she spoke on my last summit and... She's going to speak on my next summit too. So I'll put a link in the show notes also. And you can use Clean Beauty 20 to get 20% off of that nourishing face oil and any of the products. Hope to see you at the summit. Stay well, be healthy, and be present. Thank you so much for listening to the Clean Beauty Scene podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tune in again next week. For more news, tips, and recommendations on clean beauty, eco-friendly living, and wellness, join my free Facebook group, Savvy Girls Organic World, and visit kellybanano.com for more resources. If you have questions or episode topic ideas, tag me on Instagram with hashtag Clean Beauty Scene Podcast. And talk clean to me, baby.